Hello and welcome back to the Empowerment PT podcast. My name is Bex. I am the Empowerment PT. Hi, if you're new here and welcome back if you are a regular listener. I have tried to record this about 20 times, so I'm hoping, as usual, that this is my last attempt. But today we're going to be having another wee episode of my thoughts. If you are a new listener, then obviously in the past you have seen my vast collection of episodes where we usually have like little video sequences and we have guests on um, there's a solo episode in there that I've done but I'm actually in Spain right now and um, I've been here for the last three weeks we've got another maybe 10-11 days or so so that'll be us um, four or five weeks in Spain um, which is wild because I never would envision myself being in another country for that period of time and I'm very very grateful that I've had that opportunity so I thought whilst I'm here and before I do another episode of kind of rounding up how amazing it has been here um, like just working and playing and having leisure and also building up the business at the same time and having that balance that'll be a whole another episode altogether um, I just wanted to sit down and share um, another episode of my thoughts and now that I've discovered how to add audio onto Spotify I thought that this would be a great wee addition to the podcast series and I'm really loving doing these types of episodes where they're completely unscripted and we just go with the flow with whatever is on my mind today and whatever I've been kind of pondering reflecting on had conversations about and if you're empowered and inspired by this today and it takes you forward into whatever you're going through in your life then that is all that I could ever want so today I thought we would chat about the 10 ways to be the best version of yourself and to unlock your potential in order to achieve your goals. This is going to be more personal development rather than appearance focus. Reason being is because I'm aligning it with what my clients are currently doing at the moment. We are focusing on our strength and our performance and how we are feeling within a fitness environment, whether that's the gym or I've got some clients who still do workouts from home, which is amazing that they've got the complete dedication to do that. I admire them so much more because we don't really see our home as somewhere that we train, but they've got the complete dedication, which is incredible. So I want to acknowledge their progress and my clients in the gym who are working towards training as hard as they possibly can. And the, the results and obviously how they look will just be a byproduct of that. Our main focus is building up strength and confidence and trying new cool exercises and pushing ourselves into things that we never thought we could be capable of. That is what we are aligning with. We've actually just released a new block for our 12-week strength program, which my clients are fully on board with. They're actually so excited about it, which makes me so excited. Um, and we're going to be working on a lot of personal development alongside our physical strength. I'm also going to be taking up some running again. There's some other girls who want to join me on that because I've loved how running has made me feel lately and my kind of opinion has changed of it quite a lot, which we'll obviously get into um, because that is one of the things that I think should be included in the ways to unlock the best version of yourself is trying something new. Um, but yeah, we're basically going to be focusing on personal development and a mindset perspective as to appearance. I also feel like appearance is something that spoke about so much within the fitness industry that sometimes personal development is just a nice wee change. So without further ado we will get into number one which I personally feel is to visualize your highest version of yourself, your most powerful version of yourself to date. There's a couple of ways that you can do this 
um, and I have included a few notes just to keep myself right because I have a habit of going off on a tangent of something I'm quite passionate about so one of the things I've said is to visualize the highest version of yourself and if you're new to this process it can be a little intimidating especially if as I say it's something you've never really considered or you might be thinking like what are you talking about Bex what do you mean the highest version of myself as if I'm like climbing up the stairs to heaven or something but what I mean by that is it's who you want to be in a future life it's who you want to be in let's say a year to come maybe even five years to come and a good exercise I like to do for this alongside my goal setting is to draw like a little stick woman or a stick person whoever you identify with and drawing out the qualities that I have now as a person and everything about me as I am without any additionals and then drawing another stick woman or stick person beside who I am now and writing out the qualities and traits of that person like who I actually want to become like the traits that they have that I want to possess that I aspire to be anything that wants me to be better I write around this other stick woman or stick person and that allows me to focus on the long term because stepping into the highest version of yourself it's not an overnight process as with anything else it's like personal or physical development it's not something that happens overnight but it actually encourages you to visualize who you want to be and it can really be useful alongside your goal setting because it helps you to implement actions towards your goals and what it is you want to achieve for yourself it is a long-term project knowing that you can connect with the best version of yourself and that right now it doesn't have a finish line those small steps and those small activities can be that enough of a progress towards who you want to be and that's just a nice wee exercise I like to do and every morning I'll try and make a habit of telling myself three things and they're uplifting they're meaningful they are directed at myself and there are positive affirmations like I am strong I can do things today I will try my best and when I say these things out loud, I, when I don't believe in myself, I find it really, really helpful. It's almost like a mantra. And because I've sat and I've done that activity of visualising who I want to be, that is a big part of growing into that person and actually believing, into your, believing in yourself, should I say. Um, you can change up these affirmations as many times as you like, so long as you believe them. Um, and obviously, there's no amount of affirmations that are going to get you to where you want to be without action alongside them. But it is something that you can use to stop criticising yourself and stop being so hard on yourself. And it really helps to change your inner dialogue, which is really crucial for embodying your best self. You'll get a lot more done. You'll meet more goals. You'll have an easier time doing it as well if you're not so critical on yourself about absolutely everything that you do. Just try and see the world in a more positive lens and do things that genuinely just bring you joy. You'll be able to become the best version of yourself, I feel, if you don't get caught up in thinking about the past or worrying about the future like you have to have the best headspace possible and it's really important that when you're staying grounded and focusing on who you want to be like you're also focused on your goals at the same time and there's a quote that i found that kind of summarizes this when it comes to being within the best version of yourself and that is complacency and distractions pull us away from the, the desire to level up which is by uh, a person called Sky Sokeli. I think that's how you pronounce her surname. Um, and I love this quote for a few reasons. One of the things that I love it is because when you have 
become grounded and you've become focused on your goals you're not getting sidetracked by the the distractions of your life you are keeping your emotions at a neutral level and you're keeping your actions in like fifth or sixth gear the highest that it can possibly go and that'll keep you going on track towards what it is you want to accomplish and that is a great quote for never staying complacent never staying stagnant never staying the same and it's something that I love my quotes so that is one of the ones that I've added to my my quote list um but I also feel like with visualizing the highest version of yourself you also have to allow yourself that space to grow and you can set yourself boundaries we'll probably go into this a little bit within the other points that I've got so we're not on this one for too long but I think boundaries are very very important with yourself and also with other people and compassion towards yourself is something that is very very useful as well it's going to really help you celebrate wins and reflect on your past accomplishments it also gives you so much motivation to keep working when things get really difficult discipline is what we want to build but obviously you get less caught up and dragged down by the monotony of working on something um, if you've got the motivation to do so so there are a couple of things as well as letting go of anything that's kind of holding you back that I feel are really useful something that I could probably do a whole other episode on is becoming the highest version of yourself it's probably why it's the top of my list but there are just a few things that help keep me grounded and really allow me to focus on who I actually want to be in the future and it really helps align my goals with my actions the other thing is running strength training and exercise now these things have taught me so much and that's probably why it's the second highest point but there was definitely there was definitely physical changes that took place in the years that I have been training in the years that I've been a coach um but I suppose the biggest change I'm most proud of and why I've dedicated this whole podcast to personal development like the proudest thing of for me is my mental change and I've learned a lot of patience progression and consistency from this journey and again another quote that i love for this is take care of your body is the only place you have to live which is by jim Rohn. so whatever you do you are using that time to build yourself whether that's building yourself up physically mentally or spiritually these small blocks of change will lead you to great success in the long run look back at the progress you've made and be proud of what you've actually accomplished like learn from your mistakes learn from others don't fear change and most importantly find something that you like and just keep doing it you have to put in many tiny efforts that nobody sees or appreciates before you achieve anything worthwhile that is probably the hardest lesson that i've learned that it does take time there is no overnight success and i believe that success is developed through all the hard work that you put into whatever you're doing I say this to my clients all the time you will always be a beginner or something at some point but you won't be a beginner forever when I first started exercising my strength training I knew that it was going to be a long journey if I wanted to change my body or my mind I had to value and understand the importance of patience which I'll be honest it doesn't come naturally to me it takes time for things to change some people might change faster than others but it's not about the speed that you finish it's about actually finishing it's like that's that nursery rhyme or that story the tortoise and the hare it's not how you start it's it's how you finish 
and that's how I've progressed in every element of my strength training is because I made sure that I finished what I said I was going to do. I've made many milestones in regards to that, whether it's been fat loss, whether it's been strength training. And I've also made progressions and other things that I've tried that I'm not an expert at. High rocks, running, um, athletics and powerlifting. These things that I have implemented over my training throughout the years, I sucked at first the same way that I absolutely sucked at my strength training. But I am my own competition. Progress is progress. Each and every day, you challenge yourself and be a better version than you were yesterday. That's all you need. And you'll be surprised in what the small victories can lead to. No matter what you do or how you do it, if you're not consistent, you will not see ultimate results. This is so true when you're trying to change your physique. Like, it's it's simple. Like, changing your body is not complicated. It's it's hard, but it's not complicated. Like, if you're not consistent with your workout or your workouts, if you're not consistent with your lifestyle changes, then you won't achieve what you want to look like. And that's the main reason why a lot of people who lose a lot of weight within the first few months, they tend to revert back to their previous weight because they weren't consistent. They weren't doing something they actually enjoyed. They weren't getting stronger because they didn't know how to use progressive overload or anything that could help them in regards to that wee toolbox for techniques or progression. But the good news is that consistency builds into habits. And once a habit is formed, when it's strong enough, it's so hard to break. So building good consistent habits of eating healthy, working out, improving yourself daily, that is all you need 40% of what you do every day is through habit, literally like 40% of your day is you being on autopilot. Build good habits, stay consistent and you'll get the results that you want and I guarantee that it will become as effective as you remembering how to brush your teeth. You don't do that because you're disciplined or you're motivated, you do that because you don't want your breath to stink and you want nice pearly whites. So apply that to your strength training. You do it because you want to feel good, you do it because it helps you move your body in ways that you never could before. You do it for mental relief or de-stress. Whatever your reason is, apply that as a habit. And it can be applied anywhere in life. As long as you have the patience to do what you're doing, you will progress every day. And if you are consistent with your habits, you'll be on your way to success. And that's what I've learned a lot through taking up running again. I suck right now, but it will become a habit in the future. The same way that I built up my strength training. So the main things I took away from my whole journey so far has definitely been those elements and it's something that I hope to pass on to my clients and ultimately you guys as well which leads me on to my next point when you don't want to do something and you have to do it it is not the nicest feeling in the world and if you're dealing with a couple of life what's the word for it life roadblocks maybe um it can make it a bit harder So for me, I had a bit of a life roadblock in terms of grief. It's probably why I'm struggling to talk about it, but it's grief in a different way that I've had to deal with. So I was very open on my Instagram the other day um, where I mentioned that I went no contact with my mum. And it's another episode for a whole other day um, as the the ins and outs as to why. There are so many reasons, um, but my childhood was very chaotic. And as I've matured into an adult, I've realised that my mum was really only doing the best with what she had. She had a hand of cards dealt to her and she was doing the best with what she had. She had a lot of generational trauma and ultimately I decided to end it. Um, 
I decided that it ended with me um, and because of that we have become estranged which is not something that I ever planned I don't think anybody ever plans that in their life but dealing with grief and kind of understanding negativity whilst going through my journey and my progress has opened a lot of doors for me and a lot of thought-provoking things and I think that a lot of the times that people have said to me the things that they have just because it's quite a taboo thing not to have your parents in your life um, when they are still alive and you are grieving them even though they're not really they're not not here but they're not here in your life does that make sense so it is kind of grief and it is a painful truth I still feel like I'm insulting people who are actually grieving when I say that but it is grief if you think about it and I think the people that have said to me things like oh they must have done something right because you turned out fine or you know you only get one mum in your life or whatever comments that they want to say I think that has fueled me to do better without them even more um and even though what they're saying they might think it's a compliment or something useful or they're trying to provide me some advice in some sort of way it kind of marg it marginalizes like the validity of what I'm actually experiencing like it makes what I'm feeling so small and I think they're kind of attributing whatever success or stability I have achieved to the actions of like my parents or my mum in particular from from me not speaking to her if I had a pound from every time I heard this honestly I, w- I wouldn't need to be in this job but I think um what I have struggled with is the past is the past um, because a lot of the time I have to reflect on my past and this idea of moving on as quickly as possible is unfortunately it's it's not going to be very helpful in painful situations because it's emotional pain it doesn't have an expiry date people recover from loss at their own pace and um, wallowing in my self-pity like the Grinch if I want to do that then that's fine if I need to process my emotional experience that is a sign of strength and that is not a character flaw and that's something that I hold very true to myself um, and it's something that has got me through dealing with grief and progressing as a business owner and throughout life in my own progress as I said um, whilst I know it could have been so much worse I do appreciate what I have but there is a saying that yes you know it could have been much worse like getting eaten by a great white shark and <laughs> that would have been worse than being raised by my mum who had generational trauma but that doesn't make me appreciate it more. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm very aware there's people out there who have like worse situations than me. Um, but I don't regret the decision that I made. And I think my experience, if you have ever had this yourself, you know exactly what I mean. It's a very isolating feeling, it's a very confusing feeling. You start to wonder like what it was that you did wrong, you start to wonder. Could it, could it have been different, you know, she did the best she could, like, she gave you a childhood, here you are, like, still in one piece, like, that's, that's the bare minimum, you know, like, no one is doomed to repeat the past, and no one's, no one should ever know the pain of being ignored or neglected or, or anything like that, but I say this again and again, like, although I'm here in one piece and I have been brought up, that was the bare minimum, that was what was expected of my mum and she wasn't emotionally a mother in any sort of way and I did say in my Instagram post the other day that I think that my life um, has been largely unaffected with or without her in it 
And I like to think that she's happier now that she has less of a responsibility to deal with. Um, and that's just something that she has to truly deal with on her own, which again is probably another episode like for itself. But I've begun to kind of understand negativity a lot better through the eyes of this experience. For example, like when people are being negative or when people are being hurtful, there's usually a reason for it. You know, people don't just decide to wake up, wake up and get out of bed one day and start retaliating like trolls on the internet. They don't decide that that's what they're going to do as their day job. There's obviously an internal reason for it, whatever that might be. Usually they're un- they're unhappy for whatever reason on the inside, and it's allowed me to be a bit more compassionate because it's dangerous and dismissive to assume that because we all talk about our stories, we still exist inside of them. There's always things that people are not going to tell you, um, especially strangers on the internet. That's not me making excuses for them. They still have to take responsibility for their actions. But there's so many things that you don't know about a person. So assuming that you do know that is when you automatically lose. So it's it's made me a bit more compassionate about that situation. And I think that if you're looking to unlock the best version of yourself, you really do have to understand negativity in a completely different light and just not take it as personally. Um, And dealing with grief is such an up and down experience and... There's so many ways I could describe it. Part of me still wishes that it was a bit different, but also it's empowered me to be the best that I can be for my clients and myself. Which leads me on to your environment and its impact on your life. So it's number four. We're nearly there. <laughs> um, I love a quote that goes alongside this of your environment and the impact on your life that it could potentially have and the quote is distance is so much better than disrespect and what I mean by that is your environment is so important to everything that you do in your life it is so important to everything that you want to accomplish you have to look around you right now and think to yourself like when you're visualizing the highest version of yourself like we spoke about at the beginning is your environment what you want it to be and is your environment that future version of yourself? Is it is it what you envisioned? Is it peaceful? Does it bring you joy? Do these people better you? Do they push you to do things that you never thought were capable? Do they back you? Do they support you? Do they completely understand and respect your choices? Are they people that you actually want to spend time with? Are they people that you've maybe thought about distancing from from a while, but you've never really thought about how to go about it or you're scared of how to go about it is your work environment somewhere that you love to be is your home environment tidy and clean and organized and kept safe and inviting that actually makes you want to come home to it all these things really add up into how you're feeling and to how you have an impact on your life either positively or negatively And what I mean by distance is so much better than disrespect is a lot of the time I have had to cut people off, friends and family, that disrespected me. And that distance, linking it back to my mum, for example, has probably been so much better than the disrespect that I endured for years and years. And the disrespect that I still endured, even when I was trying to cut contact a long time ago. Um, But I felt like I couldn't do that because I have two younger siblings and I have other family involved. So... It became quite difficult and I lost a lot of courage but when I built that back up I did realise that the distance I was having ultimately saved me so much more stress and provided me so much more joy 
than the disrespect that I was going through. So what, whether you apply this to your current environment or the friends or the family that you're currently with right now, it's absolutely okay to distance yourself from anybody. That includes family. Don't let people like coax you into thinking that you can't cut family off. You absolutely can, if for the right reasons. You absolutely can, whatever reason that best serves you. If that distance is better than disrespect, then you do what is best for you in that situation. So that's something that I would definitely advise to think about is, is your environment some someone that, or are you in an environment, should I say, that this the person in the future is someone you admire? Would they want to be in that environment too? It's just something to think about. Journaling has really helped me as well, um, kind of reflect on situations like that. And that's why it's number five for me personally. So journaling and having conversations that, you don't really feel capable of having like that's what journaling allows you to do is just having these conversations openly finding solutions to these conversations or writing down your feelings and thoughts for the day if you're not really ready to express them it can really help you come to terms with how you're feeling but also like I'm not a very confrontational person so that's something I still have to get better at and that's something that I will continue to work through but journaling has really helped me with that and has allowed me to find my voice in negative conversations but it's also allowed me to be more of a positive person and to be more confident and to be more extroverted in certain situations even though I consider myself quite largely introverted as a person um, it's allowed me to be a better coach it's allowed me to journal my ideas and my creative thoughts and what I'm going to do to aid my productivity like journaling doesn't have to make sense there's so many prompts that you could use but in whatever way that you want to journal, you do it. So long as you're getting your your thoughts out into paper, it really doesn't matter. So I would definitely recommend journaling if you haven't already. And it's a really therapeutic tool. Even if you don't typically do it, you could also implement things like voice noting yourself. You could write little notes on your phone. Like whatever is going to help in times of unpredictability, uncertainty, stressful times, negative times, like it can really help with your focus on grounding yourself and helping with your your self-care and that headspace that we want to have with an unstoppable mindset. The next thing, number six, is routine. Routine is so important, no matter how small, it is the absolute key to having a good day. Some people love to have a solid daily routine and other people, like they're, they're, if they get to work and have a shower in the morning, that's a great day for them. Like whatever that looks like to you, maintaining the structure can really help you feel more organized and in control, especially in the times where it's so chaotic and you feel like everything's up in the air and you're trying to establish all these habits and you've no idea where to start. And it's really important when aspects of your life feel really, really uncertain. A lot of people work from home or they're faced with having to go into the office or they go to work every single day and a lot of those working hours might feel like constant isolation, lack of like somewhat of a normal schedule, especially since COVID. Whether people don't have a routine or structure, it can really um, increase that kind of stress and anxiety and overwhelm and not really have a lot of concentration and focus. It's actually the main source of your mood and probably the main source of a lot of the problems that you face in a daily life. I, I love having a routine like 
I'm not pure Andrew Huberman and have like a six step morning routine or however many steps it is. I don't do cold water therapy very often, although I do enjoy it. I don't, you know, step outside and try and get natural daylight when it's still like dark at eight o'clock in the morning nowadays when it's UK winter. But there are things that help me a lot with my morning routine and my afternoon routine and allows me to focus on things I can control. I also have a really solid bedtime routine. None of them include an ice bath, mind you. <laughs> um, but if that helps you, then, you know, implement that. Like, having a regular routine just helps you to lower those stress levels and focus on those good daily habits that we spoke about and taking better care of your health overall. Um, and as I say, you're managing your own behaviours and that can help you feel so much more in control of whatever situations are going on in your life. A good place to start is, as I say, set wake up and bedtimes, meal and meal times, activity times, when you go to the gym, like when you shower, like it's that sense of like predictability. It might change throughout the week, but having a basic idea of when you'll wake up, when you'll eat, when you'll work, do activities, sleep, like that can help you feel so much more organized. Honestly, you will feel absolutely on top of the world. So after this podcast, if you take anything away from this today, get a routine sorted, your life will change, honestly. The next thing is reading. Um, it doesn't have to be a self-help book and I'm going to be controversial on that one, right? But they do help you with a well-rounded perspective of different situations and I love self-help books for that reason. Um, but if you're more of a fictional person and you like just to read a book to escape, then you do that. Whatever helps you in that moment, then grab onto it. I have a few clients who would much rather prefer like a, fic- uh, a non-fiction book or a fiction book um, that's like full of fantasies and stuff stuff like that or wait is it fiction is it non-fiction or fiction I might actually need to google that so that I'm actually getting the right definition here sometimes I get them pure mixed up yeah so fiction is like imaginary events and people right so it could be a fiction book or it could be like a non-fiction or self-help book whatever floats your boat um but I have a few clients who like to read about fantasy and um like Harry Potter books and you know that kind of thing like that's what helps them wind down I know like that was that Colleen Hoover? Is that her name? She's very popular at the moment. I need to get into her books, I'm thinking, because it sounds like something that I'd love to just escape into and relax and not really think about trying to develop myself all the time. But <laughs> self-help books are great for that, if that's what you want to do and move yourself towards. And they just really help with that kind of well-rounded perspective of different situations. They encourage you to think outside the box. The Secret was actually the first self-help book that I read. Um, and it's something that I stick by every single day, as well as Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits is a brilliant book. You can get it on Audible as well. I think Spotify's actually released like audiobooks and stuff if you're wanting to look into that. Say if you're buying another subscription, if you've already got a Spotify. I'm more of a visual person and I like to listen to the book at the same time, but that's just me. Whatever helps you learn. So reading is going to help you escape and it just totally takes you out of like social media doom scrolling as well if you're quite guilty for that. Like I've made it part of my bedtime routine to try and read or to try and watch a wee video so that I'm not like doom scrolling, which I found myself doing um, more of the time than not. But hey, I'm human, so it's something that we can always work on. So if you are not a reader but you want to be, then that is something you could definitely use to step into that highest version of yourself that we were speaking about and to unlock your goals and their potential. Start trying new things, start reading, start doing the things that maybe worry you or scare you. I don't know if reading would do that, but anything that 
you've never tried before is a good start. Next thing is applying what did this teach me to different situations, which is one of my favourite things to talk about. I'm actually going to take a quick drink and then realise how long I'd actually been speaking for. <clears throat> so, for me, on this one, like, applying what did this teach me to different situations, what I did was I asked myself a couple of questions. The first one was, which experiences were important for me in the last year? Since it's coming up to that. I listed as non-judgmental as possible all the significant events, activities, encounters, friendships and things that came to my mind and the developments of myself, my business, my entrepreneurial skills, my social skills, traveling, meeting new people, like making new beginnings and closing chapters, like I thought of all that and as soon as I felt like I had all of that in the one pile, like a wee laundry pile, I then unsorted it into what did these experiences do to me and then what did they teach me? And I was particularly concerned with the kind of discovery of my emotions and the states of my feelings and awareness and impulses that might have triggered me. And I was releasing these insights from my experiences and making them visible. Was it joy? Was it fulfillment? Was it happiness? Was it sadness, disappointment, pain, a combination of all that? Like, had these experiences what they actually brought me and what did they teach me and what I did after that was states of awareness and what did they actually tell me about myself have my previous old patterns changed has it been confirmed that this is what I do do I reinforce what I say I'm going to do have I got completely new patterns that I haven't even known about was it really important to me in life was it of high significance is it no is it really not important at all like, there's so many questions you think about alongside this question. It's not really a straightforward answer, and it largely depends on the situation. But when you ask yourself, what did it teach me? All those questions start to unfold. And I like to think to myself that that's a better way than of thinking than, oh, the world's against me. Like, why me? Poor me. You know, that kind of victim mentality. I like to think that that's a better way of looking at it and I've learned to apply that to different situations that have been really difficult. It's obviously hard to think like that in the moment but when you really strip it back and you ask yourself like what do these situations teach me, you learn a lot about yourself. If I end a friendship, for example, I haven't recently but I have done in the past, I then thought to myself after all was said and done, like, what did that teach me? Was that person actually a friend in the first place? Or was there things I could have done better? Was there things we could have communicated openly more about? Um, or if I've had to leave a job in the past, I've thought to myself, was it even worth being in that job in the first place? Like, was I actually enjoying it? Like, is there better things out there for me? Was my environment positive? Were the people that I worked with, the, were the people that I actually wanted to be around? Like, you have to actually think to yourself, whatever applies to you, like, what did this situation actually teach me rather than, oh, why me? Like, why has this happened to me? And the sooner you kind of get out of that victim mindset, the better. Which leads me on to number nine, which is comparison can be the thief of joy or it can be the driving force that you need. And what I mean by that is comparison, obviously, is the thief of joy. It's, it's a very known phrase by Mr. Theodore Roosevelt. But it doesn't have to be, like, 
it's been said by so many other people and it's such an easy thing to do to compare ourselves and it's so hard to stop doing that but although it's hard it's a really important thing to do because it can steal our joy and for someone who has had different paths and different experiences I know that we are all at different points in our journeys and comparison is only going to steal our joy so it's best just to focus on our own lives and not compare ourselves. It's so easy to get caught up in comparing ourselves to others, especially if we see them as being further ahead than us in some sort of way or happier than us in some sort of way. But honestly, social media is literally just smoke and mirrors. It's not all that it claims to be. And the feelings that you feel can really steal your joy. So instead of comparing yourself to other people, you should really start to focus on your own progress celebrate your own accomplishments, use it as a driving force to keep your joy intact and to move you forward because it can be a really big motivator. Um, the same goes for if we compare ourselves to someone who is less fortunate than us. It can actually remind us to be grateful for what we have or if we compare ourselves to someone who is more successful, it can inspire us to work harder to achieve our own goals. So if the comparison is a motivator for you and not a negative feeling, then it's not necessarily a bad thing. Just be mindful of like, how you're comparing yourself to other people and make sure it's coming from a positive place Um, obviously there is the bad side more often than not and we are usually comparing our worst to someone else's best because we tend to focus on other people's positive qualities and we really really are bad at downplaying our own like we really are our own worst enemy we might compare an instagram picture that has been edited and filtered to fuck <laughs> like to ourselves when we feel down Instagram is obviously going to make it look better. Everybody wants to look better on Instagram. It's just a second of someone's life. You don't know the full picture, so don't even compare yourself to that person. You have no idea. Like, the way that I spoke about negativity at the beginning of this, like, you have no idea what someone is going through. Their life could be so negative. That could be the one positive part that they're sharing with you that you happen to see. And it can just lead to such a vicious cycle of negative thinking. It's hard to break out of, but it doesn't have to be that way. So it can be the driving for the driving force to motivate you to do better, or it can just make you even more less productive and more frustrated. And it's it's very important because a lot of people don't really talk about this, especially for the need for approval, the fear of missing out, low self-esteem, the need for more. But you're not alone in all that. A lot of people will struggle with that. And the important thing is to be aware of it and just try and find ways to feel more content. We always want more money, we always want a bigger house, we always want a nicer car, we want our lives to those around us and to find ourselves lacking. We can never be content though if we're always comparing ourselves. And what if we only measured our happiness against our own previous levels of happiness? I personally feel like we would get so much further in life if we done that. I'm going to try and keep this under 40 minutes, this wee episode. Um, if you're out a walk then you'll have a great time listening to this or if you're in the car but I'll finish off by saying it's at number 10 it's absolutely okay to walk away from what doesn't benefit you instead of the fear of missing out like find the joy in missing out and there's a quote that I found kind of in line with this um, by a Greek philosopher um, Epicurus and I'm very much into my Greek mythology. I hope, hopefully this guy is Greek and I've got it right. But when I was looking up Greek mythology and kind of quotes that I love, then this is what came up. And it is, the art of living well and the art of dying well are one. So I'll say that again. The art of living well and the art of dying well are one. So this guy was basically a philosopher who 
advocated for a simple and pleasurable life and he emphasized the pursuit of happiness through friendship and knowledge and the absence of pain and his idea was that the quality of our life is very linked to how we confront the inevitability of death that encourages us to view life as like a continuous journey and that includes the awareness of our mortality which can in turn guide our choices and our actions he emphasizes the importance of making the most of our time on earth whilst we can and that is something that i truly value in myself and what i mean by it's okay to walk away from what doesn't benefit you is you have to make the most of your time on this earth instead of the fear of missing out of something that you don't really want to do anyway find that joy in missing out when i became sober i've discovered this feeling um this pod is definitely not going to be under 40 minutes but hey ho we're on it now <laughs> sorry guys um but like when i stopped drinking there was a lot of people that, that would go out at the weekends and that's when it's the hardest isn't it like you crave plans at the weekends and you crave seeing your friends and doing what you do and like if they're not your friends anyway then you've you've dodged a bullet but you will lose a lot of friends when you start to choose yourself and that includes like being becoming sober if drink doesn't agree with you like you stop doing drugs like you know stop going out and doing stupid things that you just don't align with or starting to focus on a business or starting to focus on your career or starting to focus on your family like if you become pregnant like all these situations you'll start to realize who the true people in your life are and you will lose a lot of friends but that also helps you to remember that you have to make the most of your time on earth whilst you can and there is no point in sitting in situations that don't benefit you life is absolutely far too short for that and it's okay to walk away from whatever it is that doesn't benefit you a partner a job a friendship a situation that just didn't feel right whatever it is it's absolutely okay to leave that and to focus on yourself because death is inevitable and each day we get a little bit closer to it as morbid as that sounds and i would not want to be on my deathbed thinking of situations that I wish I'd walked away from or feeling any sort of regret that wasn't dealt with and I'm sure you guys would be the same so that is a nice little point to end on and hopefully anything out of these 10 ways to help to become the best version of yourself hopefully that has helped and hopefully you have taken a lot from this podcast I thoroughly enjoyed talking about this one personal development is something I could go on and on for days um but 42 minutes not too bad (laughs) i expect it to be like an hour so you know what i'll take that and as i say like just remember the quote of the art of living well and the art of dying well are one it really helps with these well-rounded perspectives um of different situations that we all need so let me know what your favorite part of this podcast was guys let me know what one out of the 10 personal developments that you're going to focus on and if you do find anything from these points to be interesting that you've applied into your own life let me know if it's worked for you if you found it really impactful of course let us know and if you've listened to this and you really enjoyed the episode and you really enjoyed the other episode in the podcast please leave us a wee five-star review it would really help with the podcast viewings and share this to someone that you know share this to someone that you think needs to hear all of this and remember that the importance of your life is something that we could all take for granted you know this is something that we all don't get to experience fully although we should don't let anything hold you back from being the most powerful version of yourself rise like the phoenix in every situation that you are dealt with no matter what kind of person you are no matter what situations you're facing in life at the moment you're strong you're capable and you will do your best no matter what 
no matter where you came from in life, everyone knows that you have the skill to make it work and you have no choice but to overcome the fears. This is going to result in a season of complete intensity that is going to propel you forward into the next level of your life. And I love that tactical stress. Like that is a conscious decision to force yourself into a do or die situation, knowing that you can make it work. And it's something that I've found myself in quite a lot this year and something that I will continue to put myself into situations like this this year um, and next year as well because we're nearly there <laughs> it's just so easy to get caught up in the bigger picture but and it's so easy to let self-doubt win and, and consume us sometimes as well but as I say hopefully this episode can just remind you just how amazing you're doing and you're going to chip away at the bigger dreams that you want to implement through all, all these wee changes throughout all these wee tips that I've shared today especially about becoming that best version of yourself and stepping into her like just imagine what you're going to look like in a year's time like how little that progress is going to be but such a big impact on yourself like the results are going to be worth it you're going to look back and think who was she like I'm so proud of how far I've come through the routines the journaling the negative conversations the exercise moving my body not comparing myself realizing that I have joy missing out whatever it is let me know how you get on with it. And thank you for tuning in to Empowerment PT Podcast.